Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to review week 13 in the NFL. And it actually feels good to be back here, Jeff. Feels like I haven't done a podcast in forever. At least I can talk this time, so... At least at the start of it. We'll see if I can get through this thing. If not, you'll have to pick up the pace for me. All right. Well, we're going to go through all of the games here. Talk about the best players, some of the disappointments. Not all the games. We're going to skip around. Pick the best players, best performances, all the disappointing ones. We'll go through all that. And actually, before we get into there, Jeff, it looks like we're going to make it into four of the five Listener League playoffs. We got those starting next week. So that's going to be fun to see how that goes. And then looks like you are in the... playoffs in all three of the leagues we're in to get the main three leagues we're in together i made it in two of the three so not a bad season if we look at it that way playoff wise that's exactly where you want to be come playoff time so very excited i can uh i can try to defend my two championships from last year and and get the one i've been chasing for how many years now that you seem to always find your way to but uh that's a different podcast i guess just me bitching about craig well, we got a shot to play each other in the championship of that. That'll be interesting. So, all right, let's go through some of these games, some of the top players. I'm going to start it off just once again. I got to start off with Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen now, these three games in a row, he has 10 for 105 and a touchdown today. What what has happened with Keenan Allen? He has had 12 catches, 11 catches, 10 catches the last three weeks, 159, 172, 105, and then two touchdowns, one a touchdown, one touchdown. What has gotten into this guy? I don't know. I mean, you could chalk it up to having, you know, uh, kind of good matchups. But I I really think, I mean, I think it's bigger than that. I mean, he's finally getting into the end zone. That's obviously number one. Before that, before this three-week stint, which he has four touchdowns in, he had won the rest of the year. So he was still putting up decent numbers, but just not getting in the end zone. Now he's doing that. Rivers is playing well. He's kind of, it almost looks like he's finally, I don't want to say healthy. But it, it just he just looks a little different. And that might just be the fact that he's more confident getting these catches now. But uh, he just looks like a guaranteed, you know, guaranteed point getter every single week now. I, I don't know if this is going – do you see this actually carrying into the playoffs where he has Washington, KC, and then uh, the Jets? Do you think this is going to continue or do you think this is just one of those freak three-game stints? Honestly, I don't see why it doesn't. Maybe not at the level it has, but he, has, he has, doesn't have any scary matchups coming up. Washington, Kansas City, the Jets. Why can't he dominate those ones? And I don't know. Maybe this is more of a case of he's actually he's actually healthy right now. I mean, he came off an ACL injury. It's you don't just recover from those, you know, terribly easy like we've seen the last couple of years. Some of these guys, like Jamal Charles, never fully recovered. There's been a couple others. Deion Lewis, I think. I mean, we got spoiled by like Peterson, you know, coming back so easily, but maybe he's just finally healthy. I think that could be the case. Yeah. And, you know, it's also good to see. I mean, it's almost like by this time in the year, it it feels like they're starting to kind of use their weapons the way we thought they were going to in the beginning. Because if you look the way it's broken down, I mean, Keenan Allen has 10 receptions. He's by far the most 14 targets, 14 targets. It's crazy. And then the next most targeted individual is Hunter Henry, which finally, 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 like I was so close to giving up hope 
finally nine targets, catches seven of the balls, 81 yards. And then from there, uh, six targets, four, four, three, three. And, you know, you're talking about Antonio Gates, Travis Benjamin, Melvin Gordon. Um, and then, you know, Melvin Gordon in this game still gets 19 carries. So this is exactly the distribution we thought we were going to see. Um, but it just took a long time to get to this point. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't going to talk much about Cleveland at all, but I just want to say Josh Gordon, four catches, 85 yards. Not a bad way to start after not playing for about three years. So there could be something there with Josh Gordon yet. That's going to be interesting to watch, I think, going forward here. All right, how about the New Orleans running backs? Talk about them every week. Might as well talk about them real quick again. They just keep getting it done. Alvin Kamara. He doesn't get many carries, but nine for 60 and gets two touchdowns out of it. Catches five balls for 66 yards. I don't know mo- what more we can say about him. 24.6 points in standard. Uh, it's just every single week he just does this. And then Ingram, 85 yards and a touchdown, caught six balls for 37 yards. These two are just ridiculous right now. They are. I mean, it, we always liked Elvin Kamara, but if you would have told me that he was going to be part of that three running back committee, and by the end of the year, he was going to be, he could possibly be the number one overall running back. You know, it, it's just craziness. I, I can't believe the production this guy is getting week in and week out. That That's what's astounding to me. It's not the fact that he shows, you know, the big playability or or he'll have, you know, 30 points or 24 points this week. But he, he's only fallen below 10 points three times. And two of them were the first two weeks when he was, you know, hardly playing. It's crazy that he really honestly has a chance to be the number one running back in the league this year, fantasy-wise, and yet he's not even officially the number one running back on his team, like in terms of depth chart. <laughs> it's crazy. I just haven't seen anything like this before. It, I don't know. We I just got to talk about it every week. I don't know what more we could possibly say about Kamara that we haven't yet, but just got to bring him up because that was just crazy. Yeah, and in case anyone wonders, I mean, I think if nothing else, this kind of solidifies Yes, if you have both of them, both of them are viable options. You must play both of them. You know, you you can't pick one or the other. They're both, you know, sh- almost surefire, surefire players that are going to put up points. So if you have both of them, like a handcuff, you have just been rolling in the points and you just have to feel like the luckiest fantasy player right now. All right, how about Kansas City's offense? They actually lose today. Their defense can't do anything. They lose to the Jets, but the offense all of a sudden showed up again. Alex Smith had 45.6 points if you're playing in six-point passing touchdown leagues with 366 yards, four touchdowns, and a run for 70 yards, which didn't result in a touchdown, which is still crazy. And Tyreek Hill, six for 185 and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey caught two touchdowns, and they get all those points, all that production, and Kareem Hunt has 63 total yards. So... I don't know what is I don't know about Hunt yet, but are you trusting this team in the, what they did today, or is this just kind of a fluky thing? No, I mean not not to this. I mean I'm not gonna trust Alex Smith in the playoffs. I mean Kareem Hunt is kind of this is kind of what he's done the past how many weeks? You know you you guarantee yourself between six eight points and that's about it. Um, so what, even with him, we had been talking about the past two, three weeks, how we don't really trust him. And he's definitely, he, he's always in the, you know, option to play, but he's not a guaranteed guy anymore. So I don't think any of that's like changed. Tyree Kill, you have to play him, but he will be that home run hitter and then down. He's going to be up and down. So that's whatever. The Kelsey is the only one that I know I'm playing, 
each and every week, and I expect a lot of him. And I'm playing Tyreek Hill every week because I know that if I guess wrong, I'm going to miss his big week. Yeah, you're going to start him every week because he's been decently consistent. He hasn't had a lot of terrible, terrible weeks, so you're still playing him. But I don't know. They might have another big week like this coming out, but they're not going to have every week like this. So it's risky. You're still playing Kelsey every week, but and you're playing Hill every week. But I still have a hard time trusting Smith, and I have a very hard time playing Hunt right now and trusting him. But I still think I put him at my flex and just hope for the best. Because worse, he's going to get you what you said, like the six to eight points kind of a thing. He's not going to kill your team. All right, how about how about New England here? We have kind of another two-headed backfield that you can play, not on the level of New Orleans, but Deion Lewis and Rex Burkhead keep both. They're both productive. And Burkhead gets two touchdowns a day to go along with his 78 rushing yards, 25 receiving yards. I mean, Burkhead has become, shoot, I don't even know. We have to rank him, what, top 15? Yeah, I mean, yeah, his production has been outstanding. Uh, You know, you wish he got a few more carries, a few more touches, but, you know, the ones that he is getting, he's making the most of. So, you know, I have to rank him accordingly. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but. I mean, just him and like Kamara's not getting carries either. It's these kind of players. It's I don't I don't know what I don't know what to do with them. It's hard. I've never been at a never had an easy time trusting players that don't get good volume at least running the ball. But if Burkhead's the guy they're looking for in the red zone now, he's on a good team like New England. You're gonna have to keep using him. And then Deion Lewis just continues to be solid. Didn't get the touchdowns, but 15 carries, 92 yards. He looks good. So you're gonna keep using him. On the disappointing side, though, for New England, I'll say Tom Brady only gets you about eight points, I think, fantasy-wise today. Not much there at all. Yeah, he had his worst, yeah, worst fantasy uh, game of the season. Hopefully he picks it up for the playoffs for the Brady owners, but he probably knocked a couple of his you know, people out of the playoffs right there with that week. Just didn't expect All right, some other guys here. How about Kenyon Drake? This was kind of a surprise to me. I was not big on Drake. I didn't have much trust in Drake at all. And he goes out, 23 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown today. Caught three balls for 21 yards. Is this something to trust? Because I don't trust it. I mean, I, uh, trust is a, is a strong word. But, you know, if you look at his numbers, I've liked what he's been doing. And, you know, really, without Williams taking a, a large chunk away from him, he's he's doing well. So I think Drake has taken that main spot. It's Miami's run game is not exactly stellar. So, yeah, he's not always going to put up 20 points. But he, he seems safe to to get you, you know, kind of the 8 to 10. And then if he gets in the end zone like he has two out of the last four games, you know, all of a sudden you're double digits for sure and you're off to the races. So I don't think he's a bad play anymore. I mean, will, you know, will I trust him as much as other people? I will rank other people much higher than him. I'd probably even rank Burkhead higher than him, even though he gets far less carries. But at the same time, you know, he's he's probably in that top 15 discussion at the end of the two for a running back now. I'll just say the disappointing side on this one for Miami, Devontae Parker. I oh, That guy's my biggest disappointment of the year. One catch for five yards. He just has not shown up this year. I, I expected bigger things from him than... I'll quickly on the Denver side, just when we thought Devontae Booker was kind of starting to take over that backfield, C.J. Anderson gets 15 carries to Booker's two today. So, eh, we don't know anything ever, do we? Yeah, no. 
not at all. Denver's just terrible. Ugh. That is a bad team. I mean, just terrible. All right, how about go to Baltimore here? Alex Collins, 15 carries, 75 yards, gets two touchdowns, caught two passes for 23 yards. Now this one, Collins has been solid, and you can definitely play him, especially if you're weaker at running back, running back two flex by. You can play him. I wouldn't expect this going forward. Detroit's run defense has just been brutal lately. That's kind of why I think this happened today, but I think Alex Collins is probably a decent play. He's not very... No one really you don't love Alex Collins. He's not excited to play Alex Collins, but I think he's good enough going forward. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, I, I have a hard time, especially in the playoffs, to trust any Baltimore running back because you have Collins and then you have Buck Allen that every once in a while get in the end zone. Now you have Woodhead kind of looming. Um, I mean, if it was up to me, I would I'd probably stay away from it. Do you, are you trusting Collins more than than Burkhead and oh, I'm sorry than uh than Woodhead and um, and Buck Allen. Oh, yeah. At this point, for sure. I don't think they're getting that kind of... They're not getting that part of the offense going, really, at this point, as much as I thought they would with Woodhead coming back, which maybe they've just been getting them into it, but I've not seen enough. They just, they're not getting involved very much yet. So I don't know if they're just working them back into it or if they just like what they found in Collins, so they're just going to stick with that. But... You know, I'm I'm confident. I I would be I'd feel comfortable with him in my lineup. I wouldn't expect 20 point outing again, but I wouldn't. I mean, he can get eight, eight to ten, get it, or it, you know, get himself a touchdown. Then he's had touchdowns, four touchdowns the last three games. How about we talk about the Jets? We talked about their game a little bit with Kansas City, but we didn't really mention them. And we've talked about Josh McCown a lot as a very playable quarterback here, and he does it again with 33.1 points this week. Two rushing touchdowns, which is kind of crazy. But whenever they're on the one-yard line, they like to QB sneak it with Josh McCown, which is a nice added bonus for you. And then how about the receivers? Curse, 9 for 157. Robbie Anderson, 8 for 107 again. I mean, this is one. I actually feel, it's strange to say, but I feel pretty comfortable with the New York Jets passing offense. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, really, what's not to like? We've been hyping up McCown for a while because he's been putting up numbers, and uh, Robbie Anderson has been very, very solid. Jermaine Curse is kind of the, uh, it's kind of like welcome to the party for him because he's been up and down, but one fifty, one fifty seven is no joke. And um, I mean, yeah, I, I feel really comfortable. I would say very comfortable with Robbie Anderson and McCown for sure. Yeah, look at these last two weeks. Robbie Anderson went. Six for 146, two touchdowns last week. Eight for 107 this week. Jermaine Curse last week went seven for 105 and a touchdown. And then nine for 157 today. That's impressive. And McCown just seems to be looking for just these two guys. And I don't mean, I don't care how good of a quarterback McCown really is. Because it's not like I think he's a great quarterback even when he's putting up the numbers he is fantasy-wise. He's just a good, he puts up fantasy football numbers. That's all that really matters to us too. And Normally we'd be really scared about the Denver matchup. At one point we would have been, but I could Denver doesn't even slightly worry me anymore. So next week I'm I'm playing him with confidence. I'll I'll do it if that's what you ended up with. That's your quarterback now. Why not play Josh McCown? Keep playing him. See what he can do. All right. How about we go over to I don't have too many others. Um the Giants, which started Geno Smith today. When I was I kind of worried about it for just like Evan Ingram, see what would happen. And he had seven catches for 99 yards and a touchdown, which 
maybe he's even better with Geno Smith in that quarterback. Not something I expected to say, but this is probably his best game he's had so far. Yeah, it's, it is really nice to see because you you always wonder if a young guy like that, will his role will change with you know other people changing in and out. But I think it's one of those situations where the tight end is, you know, a lot of times what they like to say is kind of that, that security blanket for quarterbacks and for someone who he really didn't play that terribly. Like he's not spectacular by any means, but he didn't lose the game for him. <laughs> like, I don't think he personally did. So um, Gino did okay. And uh, Evan Ingram was just always around for him to kind of throw to. And um, Sterling Shepard, only three catches. Uh, I was very like kind of interested to see what he was going to do. Three for 56, not the worst thing, but he, he really made all of that up on one catch. So uh, moving forward into the playoffs, I'm still kind of low on Sterling Shepard. I, I don't really trust it. And, you know, I was telling people to stay away from him this game as we kind of figured out if Geno Smith is the old Geno, which it looks like for the most part he is. Yeah, I'm staying away from Shepard. But Ingram looks like he's going to be fine. So play him. And then other guys real quick, not much to talk about him, but Jamal Williams had another pretty solid game for Green Bay, 21 for 113 and a touchdown. But I worry a bit next week with Aaron Jones being back and if they're going to get him more involved, which I don't see why they wouldn't. So I can see Williams not getting the full amount of carries. Could be more of a 50-50 split next week. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't don't really have a good feel for what that's going to be. Then how about here are some disappointing players for the week? How about Jordan Howard here, Jeff? This is two weeks in a row now for Jordan Howard. Today, 13 carries, 38 yards. Are you starting to get worried? Um, honestly, yeah, a little bit. I, I think he is going to be with that team. You know, it's a bit, I guess, a bit dependent on who they're going to play and, and everything like that. But, uh, it feels like people are really keeping him in check now that Trubisky is around, knowing that they don't have to spend as much time trying to game plan for him because he's still a young guy. So I am a little worried. But um, once again, he he's he's probably just too good. He's too good of an option not to play at this point. I, I don't see too many people being able to sit him, so I, I think you're probably stuck with him. But um, I don't know. It, it is going to be one of those that uh, I'm not going to feel totally comfortable, even though he could easily get in the end zone, you know, any game. All right, how about Mike Evans? Two catches, 33 yards. I mean, he hasn't had a touchdown since week seven. He hasn't had, still hasn't had a 100-yard receiving game this year. I mean, I don't know what to think. I guess maybe he gets Detroit next week, and Detroit's defense has been terrible. Maybe that's going to be what helps. But it's... I, I'm I'm worried about Mike Evans. I, I mean, it's only four weeks left. I mean, this has been a bad season for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it really has. And he started off fine, really. Um, it's just been, I mean, after that terrible game and then getting suspended for it, um, you know, you could almost guarantee on him that he was going to give you seven points or something like that. But I think the thing that really bummed me out or really worried me about this one is the fact that Jameis Winston was actually back and to only get two catches to the main guy who you're supposed to have the most chemistry with against a Green Bay team that, you know, in general is nothing too special. Um, that that to me is a little worrisome because even before that, when when he had the, the backup QB in, he was still getting five, six catches a game. So, yeah, it's just I, I, 
I don't know. I'm a Mike Evans owner, and I just don't know what to think about it. But you're playing him. I don't think you, you can't think that hard about it. You just play him, right? I mean, do you see any scenario where you don't? I think no. I think you have to. I I think you throw out those two games, and he has been a very very consistent player. He hasn't had any huge weeks like you pointed out. He's not going to be a Tyreek Hill type that could win you a week. But you're going to enjoy having him in your lineup week in and week out because the majority of the time he's going to deliver. So I, I wouldn't overthink that one either. And especially with Jameis Winston coming back, not what I wanted to see. But at the same time, you know, I, I still I would be hard pressed to find someone I would start over him. All right. Brandon Cooks, two catches for 17 yards. So. I mean, the only good thing about this, I guess, if you're a Brandon Cooks owner, as long as you're in the playoffs, is I think he got his nothing game out of the way, right? Yeah, exactly. Because he does this. He's up and down. You expect If you're a Brandon Cooks owner, I guess you got to be ready for this one. So, Jeff, Brandon, you're a Brandon Cooks owner. What are you doing it's next time week? time to throw him in the lineup. You just keep him in there, or do you go – I mean, you have options, though, Jeff. You have options. Yeah, I got – I got a few too many options at, at this moment, but probably, you know, I'm probably playing him. Julio Jones follows up his massive 12 for 253 and two touchdown game with two catches for 24 yards. I, <laughs> just the year he's having, I guess. I, I don't know. What, what do you chalk this one up to? Maybe just Minnesota, <laughs> you know, great pass defense, I guess. That's what I'll try to say it is this week, but. I mean, Julio, I I don't know how you can be so good one week. I know Tampa's, it's, I guess it goes, it's just the difference between playing one of the absolute worst pass defenses against one of the, you know, than one of the best. I guess that's just the difference there. Next week he gets New Orleans, who's, who have been solid. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's Julio. You don't think much about it. You just play him. That's another one. You just, you play him. You don't think about it. And really, I feel like that game, I felt like everyone that there's so many people in that one that have had a hot streak and everyone got brought back to earth. I mean, you're, you're talking Diggs and Thalen, especially uh, Case Keenum actually did fine today again with another two touchdowns. But, um, you know, everyone, even Devontae Adams uh, or I'm sorry, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, um, you know, Freeman coming back from the concussion and Tevin Coleman's been on a tear. I mean, really, no one looked that great in this game. So Jordy Nelson, over the last six games, has about 18 catches for 130 yards. No touchdowns. I mean, that is... is Was Jordy Nelson completely propped up by Aaron Rodgers? Is he really not that good? Or has he just gotten old real quick? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean... First of all, no one did well in this game. Really, Hunley has had one good game so far. Um, and Jordy has gotten just the brunt of it. I don't know if it's because he still has the number one CB on him every single game or him and Aaron Rodgers are just on the same page. So as soon as that's broken, he's, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you why. And But the thing that bothers me is why is Devontae Adams so much better than Jordy now? I mean, I know he still has pretty good defenses against him. People are seeing him do this to him. But he's still producing at a much higher level than Jordy. I mean, do you think it really is the changing of the guard? Or do you think that if Aaron Rodgers came back next week, Jordy is a must-play and you think he's going to revert back to being old Jordy? <sighs> this is a tough one. I don't. I think Jordy will have an – he'll be better. 
but I'm not honestly sure. He's 32 years old now. I mean, it could be to the point where he's starting to hit kind of a, some kind of wall here. But he will be better with Aaron Rodgers. That is the case. So week 15 with Rodgers possibly back, Jordy will be better. But I still wouldn't feel comfortable enough to play him in week 15. I'm not just going to play him just because Aaron Rodgers is back. I just can't do it. So I don't think you play Jordy Nelson the rest of this year because if you're not playing him week 15 when Aaron Rodgers comes, I mean, I guess unless he goes off that week and then you play him week 16, but he plays Minnesota, which is tough, but just just terrible. This needs such a fall from grace for Jordy Nelson here. I guess it just shows what having a good quarterback is, does to you. It's oh, just a, disappointing to see. All right. Don't really have many other players. The Denver receivers are terrible. Sanders and Thomas. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice blanket statement. Just, they're terrible. just bad. I mean, I mean, not even say they're bad. It's just they have terrible quarterback play. So what do you expect from them? So it's just, I mean, I could bring up Willie Sneed here in the terrible section, but no, this is best game of the year. Two for 31. Yeah. Oh, what, one of the biggest disappointments of the year I, for me. Actually, I do have, I have two guys that I want to get your opinion on. Because both of these guys have been uh, really streaking the past couple of games, especially when it talks about getting into the end zone. One a running back, one a wide receiver. And I want to see if you think that they're going to continue that, especially next week and then further. But first one is Marshawn Lynch. So the last two weeks he's been able to get in the end zone. He's had 26 carries and 17 carries, 17 points and 18 points respectively. And uh, really – Two weeks before that, he had 18 and then uh, a eight-point week. So he did very, very well for the last four weeks. He goes against at KC next week. Are you still trusting it? Do you think that they finally just said, hey, we're going to give this guy a buttload of carries and let him go? You know, what do you think about Lynch? Yeah, actually, you know, I feel pretty comfortable with him right now. I think they'll give him a good amount of carries. Kansas City's defense isn't any good. I, I feel pretty confident with him as my, you know, running back two here. I, I don't see why not. I mean, he's going to get you, I think minimum, he's going to get you the 60 to 70 yards if he doesn't get a touchdown. I think that's what you're pretty much guaranteed from him at this point. And I, I mean, very well could get that touchdown and, you know, boost your score up that way. But I think I I feel comfortable with Lynch, which I didn't think I would at this point of the year. But ever since he came back from the one game suspension, he's been pretty good. And I, I feel good about it. I think they're just going to give him a lot of carries here especially because they're actually in the playoff hunt now. And why not just keep using them? Because this is, I mean, I don't really know if I expect Marshawn Lynch to play beyond this year. So get him as many carries as he can here as the end of the season. Yeah. And the other guy I want to actually mention and get your thoughts on is he has been on a tear, four touchdowns in the last uh, five games. And it's someone that doesn't get a lot of catches and we're up and down on, but Sammy Watkins. Ever since Woods went down, not that he gets too many more catches, but he is getting in the end zone a whole lot. So anywhere from one to four catches a game, uh, topped out at 82 yards one game, but four touchdowns. Uh, what do you think? And he is going against Philadelphia in week 14 and then at Seattle in week 15. So not great matchups. Would you trust this guy? Would you play him in the playoffs? I'm not sure if trust is the word to use, but... I think I would play him, even though Eagles are a tough defense, though. But, I mean, he got he only had three catches this week, but he was able to get the touchdown. But that was going against Patrick Peterson, which is always tough. You know what? And I'm actually in this situation. I am a Sammy Watkins owner. 
So I'm just gonna I'm just thinking of what I would do next week with Sammy Watkins. And you know what? I am playing him. I'm playing him in a playoff game. So you know, I, I don't know what that says. I'm I'm going I'm going to play Sammy Watkins next week because I feel like the big play potential is there. Yeah, and this was fun actually. I don't know if you know because we have so many rosters, but who are you playing him over? Is there anyone notable? Marquise Lee, who's been decent. Okay. He had a pretty good game today. Well, I was going to say, he, he outperformed him today. And so. the other guy I'm playing him over, probably, I think I'm going to play him over T.Y. Uh, Hilton. I think I'm going to. Even- Who also outperformed him today, too. But I don't blame him on that one because uh, T.Y. is a, you know, that that's just insanely dangerous. Yeah, I, tr- I trust Watkins more than Hilton at this point. That's that's the case. Yeah, so. I think I think that's it. Yeah, I do but, too. I mean, maybe I could go with Marquise Lee. Lee could be the safer option, but you know, I think I I think I go. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna probably lean with Watkins there. I think even I don't know. That's a tough one. Lee Lee or Watkins Lee or Watkins. We're gonna have to talk about this on the next podcast coming up. Uh, Lee has Seattle, so I don't know. I think I might go. I think I'm gonna go Sammy there. I've been the Sammy Watkins guy. He's gonna he's gonna lead me to lead me to a championship. How about that? Yeah, and and I guess I just want to give one last shout out to a guy that I thought uh, kept kept my faith, if you will, and that's Marvin Jones. Um, he he went against a very good Baltimore defense. You know they were ranked second, I think, against the pass coming into this week, and he still managed to get four catches for ninety yards, and that is following a massive, you know, like six game streak when he's been. I think he's gone double digits in all but one. So um, he has Tampa Bay, then Chicago coming up. So I'm once again, I'm just I think that Marvin Jones has just kind of gone to that next level, which it was great to see him do a decent job against a good D. And then I got I got one more guy I should just bring up here quick. Nelson Aguilar, seven catches, 141 yards and touchdown. I think he wants his four year contract. I think that's what that was about. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know where. He's he's another one that's very up and down. You don't know who's going to catch the passes in that offense. But the last two games, he's caught a touchdown in both. And this game has been by far his best receiving game, like bar none. Most uh, receptions, most yards, and then obviously with the touchdown. So, yeah, I don't know. Do, do you trust Aguilar? Because I know after seeing the past two weeks, people are going to be asking this question. I was down on him against Seattle, at Seattle, and he totally blew me out of the water. Against the Rams, another another one you don't really want to play, another not a great matchup, and then against New York Giants. Do you trust him? Would you play him in the playoffs? I really don't trust him. I, I, I just don't. He has, what, seven touchdowns on the year, though. He's been pretty solid, but this was his first 100-yard game. This was his first seven-catch game. I, I just don't trust it. I mean, I I would have to see another week from him like this before I would trust playing him in week 15. But I'm prob. I mean, I guess everybody's situation is different, so it matters who I'm playing him over. But I don't have a situation where I would play him, so I would probably stay away. I just I I don't trust it right now. All right, well, I think that's gonna do it, Jeff. Unless you got anything else for this one? No, I, I think we'll hit you up with all the facts uh, in the podcast tomorrow. But this is a, a nice recap and. Once again, just feels good. Hopefully you don't have to wait until Monday to find out if you're in the playoffs or not. But, uh, you know, congrats to all those people that uh, that got in. It's been a long year, so it's nice to finally do 
uh, find it was out. nice. It's, it's it was actually a nice easy day for me. I didn't really have any anything to worry about. It was kind of a nice Sunday. So next week won't be the same. It'll be much different. So we will talk to you guys tomorrow.